Uh, welcome everyone to the March edition of uh, Geosaurus Unleashed. Kind of hard to believe we're already in uh, to March of 2021, uh, but we're uh, excited because we're going to continue our series on highlighting um, the Geospatial Arch Grant winners uh, for this year. And hopefully you, you guys have had the opportunity to listen to Ali Al-Jabri from Quima and Byron, uh, Byron Porter from HUM and Wendy McLennan uh, Gregory from eEmerge. Um, all of those were, uh, in my opinion, fascinating talks. And I think we we all uh, learned a lot from, from those conversations. So um, I also hope uh, you had the opportunity to tune into um, the joint venture that we have with uh, Cortex and GeoFutures called Geo Innovation. Uh, uh, I think it was uh, two weeks ago, we had uh, Nancy Coleman from Maxar uh, talking about commercial uh, space, space industry, and that was moderated uh, by Dennis Muhlenberg. That was a, a really a fascinating talk. Um, we'll, we'll, again, we'll do those monthly. And um, uh, of course, Maxar, our, our friends at Maxar are right across the street um, in the Globe building. So um, I also had the opportunity this morning to uh, moderate a panel on uh, augmented reality, virtual reality for USGIF's GeoConnect series. If you get a chance to see that, there was um, outstanding leaders from industry and academia uh, talking about the trends, um, opportunities, and challenges uh, moving forward um, with uh, digital immersion technology. So um, uh, if you can find the recording on that or we can, we can maybe post that, that was, that was a fun thing to do. So with that, we'll transition to uh, our guest of honor uh, for today's discussion. Alango Thevar, uh, he is the uh, co-founder of Near AI. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this discussion. I was completely enthralled by the video um, that you had sent us uh, last week that, that as we st were prepping for this event. So uh, BJ, with that, could you, um, you queue, up, queue up the video? I grew up in a very small town in India, less than 1,000 people, and we did not have running water in our house. As a boy in your house, you're responsible to go and get the water from the community well and, and keep it uh, for cooking and cleaning and drinking for a couple of days, and I hated it. It was like one hour, you know, back and forth. It's not only me, every house in the village, you know, they have to do this, keep the water for cleaning and cooking. I came to the United States in 2002 for higher studies. And the first thing I noticed was when you turn on the tab, you get this 24 seven clean drinking water. And, and when you flush the toilet, the dirty water, you know, magically disappears. And it's just amazing experience. It felt like magic at that time. But when I became a water engineer, I realized that the magic was a lot less magical than it first appeared. The water system in the United States are old, inefficient, and rapidly failing infrastructures. And as climate change continues to change the environment and the way that we live in, our systems are being stretched to their very limits. In the United States, every two minutes, there is a water main break. There are more than 90,000 sewer overflows occurs in any given year. And more than 14 million properties are risk of flooding each year. 
And we spend more than $60 billion on reactive repairs and routine maintenance to manage these inefficient systems. My name is Zulango Tabor, founder and CEO of NIR. I created NIR platform, provide actionable intelligence to the communities to manage their infrastructure you know, proactively. I always felt that we are chasing the problem, not actually getting in front of the problem. The solutions are very fragmented. And that's the reason I embarked on this journey. In order to make sure our water infrastructure can last and be effective now and into the future, we need a simple, easy to use tool that communities can use to design, optimize, and manage their water systems. Near is a cloud-based mission learning platform to help communities optimize existing water infrastructure and create an efficient system. It is a tool that works for everyone from engineers managing really sophisticated system to communities starting to build a new infrastructure. Our main goal is to bring an affordable solution to every communities in the world, helping them to make a proactive data-driven decision about their water, sewer, and stormwater infrastructures in a single platform. It's my dream that someday everyone will be able to access the safe, clean water they need without ever having to think of or worry about how it got there, just like magic. All right, well done, well done. Alango, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Uh, hope you're doing well and um, thank you uh, for coming on and, and sharing your story with us. Absolutely, Mark. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. And um, good afternoon to all the attendees and, and panelists and also special thanks to Arch Grants and uh, uh, T-Rex uh, and all the St. Louis community. I'm very excited for this. You're good. Well, we're, we're certainly uh, glad and honored you're uh, a part of our community. So I, I have a, a list of questions. Um, that, that I want to ask you to get to better know you and your uh, your company and your technology a little bit more. Um, and I and of course we invite the um, the audience to send in any questions you may have um, through uh, the chat session. And, and BJ uh, typically monitors that. So uh, from the video, <clears throat> got a little bit uh, about your background, uh, but but how did you get here? Uh, in St. Louis. Um, I, I noticed uh, when you're at university, you had some kind of uh, orange colored paraphernalia on. So was that University of Illinois? Was that University of Virginia? It's uh, neither of those. It's Oklahoma State. Uh, <laughs> it's in Stillwater. So yeah, I, I did grow up in a very small town just to give you a high level overview. And uh, I came here in 2002, went to Oklahoma State, got my master's in environmental engineering graduated uh, 2004 and worked there for a small company for more, a little over a year, 15 months. And um, I came to Kansas City in 2005, September, you know, worked for a major consulting firm for uh, last 15 years. Um, and I left uh, to start this year in April, 2020. Mm -hmm. So that's the, the, the recap. Yeah. So, um, uh, where I'm from, uh, Ohio State University, we call Oklahoma State the other OSU. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I always confuse when I watch like a you know, football game and you know, yeah. you kind of like OSU, is, that's not my team, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, well, uh, again, glad to have you here. Um, 
So again, I mean, in the video, it kind of explains a little bit, but but what what encouraged you, you know, to break off and found the company focused on on water management uh, on a water management platform? Yeah, yeah. So I, I worked for you know consulting for the last fifteen years. Uh, I think two thousand nineteen or eighteen, I was kind of uh, you know tinkering with different technology, and uh, what. Got started me was, uh, you know, I read an article uh, about Day Zero, which is uh, Cape Town, South Africa, where, uh, you know, uh, Day Zero is like, uh, you know, the city officially, you know, go run up, running out of water. So they turn off, you know, think about like St. Louis or, you know, like you get in the water supply and, you know, uh, in Missouri water, American water, they turn, they say like, okay, we're going to turn off such and such date. So you're not going to get any more water. So it's a crazy, you know, uh, to think about that, right? For, for bigger cities like Cape Town, South Africa. So they, they're projecting, they're actually running out of water in a certain date. So they kind of telling all the citizens to tend to, you know, reduce their water consumptions and all this stuff. So the day zero is the one that kind of triggered me to, uh, you know, tinkering with the different technology. And uh, the one thing that I was plugged into when I was in Kansas City was blockchain space. So I was, um, you know, try to understand maybe blockchain technology could maybe help solve some of the, you know, um, issues with the water, you know, uh, management issues. So that kind of a tinkering with blockchain space for a year. And then I realized it's a much, much bigger, you know, team to, you know, uh, finish that vision. Um, so uh, solving the global water problem, which is kind of a bigger vision for that. So I, I um, Early 2020, you know, uh, kind of I, I changed my strategy a little bit that I read an article, a book called Trouble Water, which is by um, Seth Siegel, which talks about what's wrong with the American water system. Um, it's a great book. You know, if you're a water engineer, you have to read the book. And uh, in that book, they talk about, you know, uh, how many water systems in the United States and how broken that is. You know, um, so that's the turning point in my life, I would say. Uh, early 2020, Feb, you know, March, I kind of uh, emotionally, I thought that uh, there are 52,000 water utilities in the United States and 99.9% of the utilities are smaller and medium-sized utilities, you know, less than 100,000 population they serve. You know, growing up in a small town in India, I got connected uh, immediately emotionally. Uh, and then I decided I want to dedicate my life to help the small communities. And, uh, you know, some of the problems they are facing they need tools uh, to manage the water system. It was, it was, you know, mind-boggling for me to like understand there is no tools available for these communities to manage this water system more efficiently. So uh, that's kind of triggering point for me to, you know, uh, found near um, April 2020. That's what I founded near, and it's been we've been 11 months now. So um, we we grown, you know, uh, a little bit since uh, uh, we started. And thanks to the support of, you know, Arch Grants. And also we got into a couple of programs in the nation, uh, one in Wisconsin and one in Hawaii. So that's kind of, you know, from consulting world to seeing, you know, I want to, you know, leverage my skill set, you know, and education to help small communities. So that's, uh, that's what, you know, uh, encouraged me to start near. So. Yeah, you, you mentioned the um, Wisconsin. Um, that wouldn't happen to be the Water Institute, is it? A I know um, Patty, who I'm sure uh, is a, who's our executive director. I mean, she's um, she, she's been uh, doing some research on a water institute. And I think it was in Wisconsin. But, 
Yeah, Water Council. Yeah, I mean, uh, we got plugged into that. But yeah, the program we got selected is not uh, Water Council. It's called Generator. Um, they they invest in like early stage companies. It's a, it's a accelerator program. They take on, you have an idea, they take you in and then they, you know, train you and then they groom you and then like, you know, uh, take you through the whole journey. It's a 12 week program. Uh, you know, um, we, we did that, you know, uh, which is a great experience for me because I did have, even though I have an engineering background, uh, I did also finish my MBA in 2016 from uh, University of Missouri, Kansas City. That kind of helped me, you know, thinking a little bit larger scale that I want to do something in the space, uh, want to help the communities, especially smaller to medium sized That's my kind of my passion. Um, and um, and it, it just fell in the right place at the right time with the generator. Um, and after that, you know, we, we got selected with the elemental program in Hawaii, which is uh, one of the significant, you know, validation, you know, for me that I, I really want to solve this problem uh, for, for the communities all over the world, not only in the United States. You know, it seems like, you know, in six, seven years, we're going to have a lot of water stress. You know, two thirds of the, the population is going to be, you know, experimenting some kind of water stress. So we need to make sure that we need uh, a tool that works for everybody. You know, for, for me, from the beginning, from a day one, from near missionist, to bring an affordable tool to communities. You know, you can build the tools, very expensive tool that works for only like St. Louis or, you know, New York City. That's not my mission. My mission is to bring an affordable tool that helps global communities seamlessly. You know, that's from the day one, my mission, my company vision, you know, we, I think we can do that. The technology is there. Uh, and uh, our team is very, extremely excited to, you know, to, to solve this problem, you know, in our lifetime, you know, because water is such a dynamic and complex issue. Um, and uh, we want to be, you know, able to help these communities to, to make a very efficient, you know, decisions. So, yeah, no, that's, that's fantastic. Um, so let's dig into the technology a little bit. So what is the basic premise and, and how does it work? Yeah, so mainly, you know, um, there's in the last five years, there's, you know, dramatic change in, in water space, you know, there's a lot of, you know, artificial intelligence, machine learning, you know, applications, you know, came in, uh, you know, in the water industry. So uh, our, you know, my kind of uh, uh, philosophy is, you know, uh, leverage the, the, the most advanced tool like machine learning or artificial intelligence to, to break, you know, to break the barrier, uh, you know, to, uh, to the small community. So the, the technology is purely uh, in a machine learning. So uh, when I say machine learning, you know, people, you know, kind of interchange like artificial intelligence, machine learning and deep learning. But I want to, you know, make a point that, you know, these are different things. Artificial intelligence is the goal. You know, that's the, uh, that's the goal everybody's, you know, trying to get to, you know, able to, you know, computer things like human and able to recommend, you know, certain things and, and able to give you directions. That's the true artificial intelligence. We are not, you know, we are not there yet. Uh, what we are doing is purely a machine learning. We are building algorithm uh, to, you know, uh, to help communities on the water system, you know, where is the next water main break is going to be, you know, where is the next sewer overflow is going to be, where is the next, you know, basement backup is going to be, where is the next flooding is going to be, you know, and, you know, you have this limited amount of human capital and, you know, uh, and, and, and dollars that you want to make sure that you're investing in the right locations uh, to get the most benefit. So uh, our goal is to, you know, go to the community, get the data. We, you know, understand their data, what kind of data they have. 
and then able to extract intelligence from the data and then provide the you know intelligence back to them you know there is a better way of doing things like uh, uh, a small community i can give you an example it, you know, a operator or, or a director of public works, he's been there for like 20, 30 years. He kind of know exactly, you know, where the problem areas are, but he's not, he's using his intelligence, you know, kind of like, you know, where to replace the next pipe and stuff like that. But if he can bring that data into the computer, <clears throat> do the subjectivity and capturing that institutional knowledge in the, in the, in the, in the data set, we able to extract intelligence, not only today, but also continue to get better over time, you know? Right. So, um, so that's kind of the, the technology piece, which is still early on because you're never going to be through, you know, the artificial intelligence is going to be the goal, right? So yeah. uh, the more data you get, the more data you feed into your, you know, AI model and, and uh, one day hopefully we can crack the code. But I think it's working so far, you know, uh, the, from the data that we, we gather and able to extract intelligence, it's very powerful technology. So. Um, I, I think uh, our technology is unique because we do water, sewer, and stormwater, like all the, you know, different water sector in a one platform. Um, that's kind of a very powerful so that we can bring down the cost significantly and able to bridge the gap. You know, you don't need to be, you know, San Francisco, you don't need to be New York City, city of Raytown or city of Warrensburg or St. Joe or suburbs of any cities in St. Louis can afford the same technology, you know, uh, now because, you know, technologies there. So, right. So, so let me ask you about that that relationship um, with the municipalities and, and the utility companies. So, are are they actively all in on let, let's figure out a solution, or are, are their hands tied that hey, we're you know our, we know our infrastructure is crumbling, but we just don't have the resources to invest in in technologies like yours that are going to make things better. Yeah, they, 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 they haven't seen any tools like Nia before, you know, um, that's, you know, that's what I'm excited about. Our team is excited about, you know, when we go and talk to the people and, and they say, you know, they, they, some, some communities still on paper maps, you know, um, and the digital, you know, we talk about, you know, all this, you know, we talk about digital water, digital twin and all this stuff, but it never penetrated to the smallest communities in America, which is kind of a, sad in my opinion that you know i you know i travel quite a bit in missouri and kansas and uh you know able to see this community they're still in the paper they're not in a you know digital format so the first thing we, we tell them you know hey we can actually transform all your things into a digital you know map and that will store forever i mean just doing that without providing any intelligence it's a great value proposition for the communities and they see a value tremendously because um this is the this is the move this is kind of the way forward you know we provide industry benchmark like you know how you how your utilities are you know you can save tremendous amount of money from day one you know we can able to um you know it's not like the way you're doing things is fine but let's transfer all those information into digital format and then as soon as you transfer the digital format we're able to save you at least you know 10 to 20 percent immediately in the long run you're going to save 30% or 40%, even 50% in some cases, you know? So uh, it's a huge value proposition for them uh, just, you know, sticking to their gut or, or, or human intuition, you know, how they spend their dollars in, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think there are some cities, they are jumped right away. Some cities, they just wanted to see, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, validation, you know, that's what we are working with a lot of communities you know, we can show the case studies, you know, going forward, you know, we can actually, 
um, how other communities are using the technology to to you know optimize their dollars. So, yeah. Hey, um, you you mentioned um, some of the cities that you're working in. They have paper maps, and one of the passions that um, Patty and I have, uh, and others in this region are really focused on getting St. Louis to the point where they actually have a digital twin. And so I know in Kansas City, they had an effort. Um, I, I don't know how far they progressed on that, but um, cities that have produced a, a digital twin or even in parts of the city, how, how advantageous are, are those types of um, models for, for a company like you to um, you know, do that assessment of infrastructure and build, you know, train your tools on it? It's huge. It's huge. You know, um, um, it's like one of those things, the analogy that you're using, you know, uh, like, you know, are they close to the end zone or are they like in the first yard or they are like a 99 yard, right? If you have a digital tune, you are like a 90 to 99 yard, you know, you just, you just, you know, leverage your scheme of data a little bit differently. You can train it and then you can achieve it within three, four, five weeks. But you, if you have a paper max, you are on the other end of the end zone, right? So you have to, you know, convert those because 80% of the time we spend is actually cleaning the data and then documenting those, you know, converting the paper maps into the digital information. So, um, so yeah, it's huge. I think, uh, um, you know, they are, you know, if they are already making that effort to convert all the digital information or digital twin, they're very close to be, you know, our client, you know, we can take the data, we can, you know, provide intelligence right away, you know, so it's a bit of minimal effort, you know, so um, in Kansas, I think statewide, they implemented GIS mapping, you know, they supported, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, KDHE, the EPA supported kind of, uh, you know, uh, transforming paper maps to digital maps. And I wish, you know, I'm, I'm actually talking to Missouri DNR, like we need to actually push this, you know, to convert all this, you know, digitizing all this infrastructure, you know, we need to have some kind of a state incentive for the small communities to do that. Um, uh, it will be very powerful. Yeah, that's great. Well, gonna, we're just going to keep beating the drum here. There was an effort um, that um, for, to create a digital twin of the city that um, didn't get the appropriate um, fund or the necessary funding, and um, of course, it was extremely disappointing for all of us that, that are in this business because. Um, you know, obviously it advance everything that we're trying to do from the geospatial side and, and obviously like, like tools like yours. So, yeah. Uh, well, I would just keep beating the drum. That's, that's all we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, like, um, you know, our first customer, you know, he embraced us, uh, you know, you know, when we started, when we starting it out, you know, we approached, we actually, you know, um, validation is we talked to one of the cities and then they said like we'll do it for free you know <laughs> and they embraced us um in the city of Rayton, jose leon he's the director of public works i want to give a huge shout out to him because um in a startup world especially you know how startup works you know it's extremely difficult uh, you know to build you know startup uh, and especially in the water sector it's even difficult because it's you know uh we are you know working with the in the gulf sector so um and, uh, you know, he embraced us. And I think the value that we provided in the last eight, 10 months speaks for itself. And you know, we can't wait to share that, you know, knowledge with other communities. I think in my opinion, uh, that is very transformative. You know, I think that's going to change the way we do things um, in the water sector. And it's going to benefit not only, you know, my ideal, you know, my ideal 
you know, a small community, they don't have anything. We go in there, we take everything, and then we, you know, we provide the intelligence. We, we met with the city council, we provided all these maps and everything. They're very impressed. And, uh, and I, I want to do that for all the communities in Missouri. You know, that's kind of my dream in the next couple of years. Uh, you know, every community, there is no, you know, it's very affordable. It's going to change the way we do things. So very excited yeah. for that. So yeah, that, that is exciting. Um, so we, we talked a little bit about your technology and its effectiveness towards water management and what, what you're driving to. Have you thought about um, how this technology could apply if modified um, to a different industry sector or, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the technology, you know, any pipe, you know, you can actually <laughs> leverage that any underground infrastructure, any utilities, uh, especially the oil and gas, you know, we, you know, we haven't seriously talking about it because I think there is so much work that needs to be done in the water industry, you know, water sector, you know, I always, I always tell that, you know, United States is one of the advanced countries in the world, you know, and um, the water infrastructure, I think, I don't know if you uh, followed in the last you know few weeks you know American Society of Civil Engineers they released their grade you know water they released C minus and you know sewers D stormwater D you know it can be you know we got to leave this you know we got to leave this industry so there is so much work needs to be done in the water sector in my opinion um, but with that said you know we also you know tinkering with oil you know gas especially gas pipelines you know uh, that could be applicable and but I think any AI you need you need data, you need training, you need to, you know, prove that it works. So if you can, you know, get some pilots, you know, we also talking with some, some of the utilities in the St. Louis region. So uh, if we can get some pilots and we can test it out, you know, it can be transferable, you know, we are willing to, you know, take the risk and, and uh, expand our market, you know, the different, uh, you know, sectors, but it's still early on. We are only like almost, you know, just a year old. Uh, we are kind of like wanted to, grow organically, you know, at the same time, we want to focus and true to our industry, you know, uh, especially in the water sector, like I said, there's a lot of work needs to be done in the water space. Um, and uh, my dream is, you know, my goal is, you know, to, to, you know, make a difference in those communities first. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, interestingly enough, you said, uh, it actually caught, caught my, uh, my attention, you, you founded this in April of 2020. So uh, by my math, we were at about a couple weeks into the pandemic. And so, I mean, how, how is this, I mean, you're just getting off the ground. How has this pandemic uh, impacted near? It's affected, you know, personally, yes, affected us. I mean, we are not affected as, as bad as the restaurant industry, but yeah, it did. Um, in a sense that, you know, I mean, like, I wasn't imagined that, you know, I will <laughs> do this during the pandemic, well, which is not planned. I thought it will go away within two or three weeks. You know, I, I should have left earlier, but, uh, um, but uh, you know, no regrets, though. You know, like, I, I feel like um, the water industry is adjusting to pandemic. They already adjusted. You know, now I can have a call with any utilities in the country before it was I have to go drive there and meet them one-on-one -on -one in, a, in a kind of sense blessing that I can actually, you know, talk to any utilities in the nation. Matter of fact, you know, in a, internationally, I can talk to them. Now, I think this pandemic brought everybody closer, in my opinion, especially the water sector. They were talking about digital twin for the last 
I mean, like uh, maybe last 10, 15 years, but they never, you know, there's only like few communities, they adopted it. But I think this pandemic is gonna push that acceleration to digital water, in my opinion, in the next five years. You know, I think, uh, uh, I think uh, you know, it's affected us a little bit, you know, uh, but not a whole lot. You know, I feel like, I think we are, now we got the vaccines and everything, I think it's gonna, I'm very positive that it's gonna, it's gonna uh, good for us. And, and the industry is changing, especially digital twin. You know, they can remotely monitor and all the stuff. So, which is very exciting for us. So I think, I think it's, it's, it's a blessing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it certainly has given people an opportunity to change their focus, you know, um, you know, do some strategic planning or take a strategic pause and instead of reacting to everything. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that, I mean, it's, it's had, it's had its share of, um, I hate to say positive, um, uh, yeah. advantages, but I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's certain, um, certain things that have been, um, I guess, rewarded from it. So, um, let me, uh, ask you, so one, one of the other things, um, who we like to ask the arch grant recipients is, um, so you, you've been in a number of different, uh, innovation centers or interacted, um, you know, what, in different states or whatever. So, how do you kind of assess what we're doing here and, and kind of what what do we do well and what what do we need to do better? Um, I think uh, you guys are doing amazing. I mean, like I think uh, before Arch Grants was, you know, just like a one off, like, you know, you get in Arch Grants and then they probably, you know, uh, there is a follow on capital available to support that. But now I think Arch Grants stepped up their game significantly, especially with the NGA and also there's a, you know, $100,000 on top of, you know, supporting, uh, you know, on the Arch Grants recipients. I think uh, um, the, the startup community in St. Louis is, is very active, you know, extremely helpful. Um, and, uh, you know, especially, and the key thing in my opinion is um, you gotta have a follow on capital and support, you know, otherwise, you know, any startup will die soon, you know, like they, they get excited they, they build something and then like, if they don't, you know, get some kind of traction, then they just like, uh, you know, they can't, you know, off the ground. So I think the, the follow one support and then also the community, the network, you know, that if you want to talk to somebody, you know, you can actually reach out to Julia and, and then she will connect somebody to, you know, okay, we'll connect you to talk to this guy, you know? So I think the network and uh, the follow one capital, the, the entrepreneur support, it's, it's amazing. You know, I learned so much in the last, um, you know, uh, since the last three, four months. I know it's pandemic. We didn't do like a happy hour or anything <laughs> like that face to face. But uh, based on, you know, virtual stuff, it's it's a, it's a great network, um, you know, and people are reaching out to me even like, you know, hey, I really love what you're doing. You know what you I really support your mission, your vision. You know, let me know how I can be helpful, you know, so which is kind of encourages me, you know, go like, um, you know, talk to them and, you know, find the expertise and see if we can actually leverage their network to, you know, get in front of these communities because the, 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 first, the first hard part for, for startup, especially water startup is to get in front of the clients first, you know, first you need to show up and face-to-face -face and, you know, show, you know, what you can do for the community, you know, why your product is different than what's out there in the market, you know, um, and how we are different, you know, um, and how we can actually bring a tremendous value to your community. 
that's, you know, that week, I feel like I can convince that, you know, the, the first part is getting in front of the clients and, 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 sure. and, and, and got the one-on-one. So the network and the follow-on capital and, and uh, Arch Grants, you know, has been doing it for, for so many years and, uh, you know, kudos to Emily and your entire, you know, team. Now the geospatial, you know, space that wanted to, you know, um, the next five, 10 years, you know, St. Louis wants to be the geospatial innovation center, which is even amazing. This is exactly what we do, you know, we, we, we deal with maps every day, you know, our future product map and, and growth strategy can align with exactly, you know, the geospatial sector. So um, I think it's going to be great for us, especially for near. Um, I'm uh, extremely, you know, impressed with, uh, you know, what you guys are able to accomplish for the startup companies. So uh, that's good feedback. Thanks. Um, so I, I know um, I want to get to some questions if there's some audience. Um, but one of the things that we always ask is, you know, we want to get to know uh, Elongo a little bit better. You know, when you're not immersed in, in near technology, what uh, I'm worrying about water, what, 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 are you, <laughs> what are you up to? Well, what I'm up to, I mean, like I can differentiate, you know, pre-pandemic and pandemic, you know, <laughs> um, you know, are. I'm, um, I mean, normally in the normal times, uh, my hobbies are, you know, I'm a decent salsa dancer. So I'm, I love salsa dancing. Uh, very few people, they know about me. So um, that's what I normally do. So I haven't danced in almost a year. So I don't know how that, um, you know, <laughs> really probably bad now. Um, and in the pandemic, I've been, you know, um, spending a lot of time with my you know, son. My son has seven year old and, uh, Schools are, you know, you know how, you know, schools are now it's half and half, I think two days he goes to the school. So most of the time I love spending time with them, you know, I mean, especially I feel like uh, the weather is getting nice. So, you know, you can take a bike ride and, and stuff like that. So those are my two things. I'm also trying to find some new hobbies, you know, like uh, tasting some tequilas, you know, I, mm. um, my friend is introducing me tequilas, you know, different tequilas. So um, that's something that I planning to venture on. So. Well, there's a, um, I, I can't help you with the tequila, but the, we're, um, we have a little group of bourbon drinkers here, uh, aficionados. So um, you're welcome to uh, work into that club. And um, I, I don't know, I don't know that we have any um, can support the uh, salsa dancing. I may be mistaken. Um, but we'll, we'll search the crowds here and see what we can come up with. So. Oh, there, there is salsa scene. I've been there. There's even a salsa congress. I was there like a couple of years ago. So they do have oh. a congress there, you know. So I've been plugged into salsa scene in St. Louis, yeah. Okay. I, I was talking about within T-Rex, I have not seen uh, yeah, yeah. any type of talent like that, but uh, I'm, I'm sure it's hidden. So, hey, uh, BJ, <laughs> that's all uh, that I have. So, BJ, did we have any uh, questions from Q&A? Yeah, absolutely. We've got, uh, so we talked a little bit about the, uh, the high end of data that you'd like to see and work with, with a digital twin, uh, more so on the, on the low end, on the minimum, uh, what kind of existing data needs to be in place at a minimum to, uh, if, if a municipality would like to work with NEAR? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And uh, we don't, you know, when we go to the communities, we don't as like you gotta have a minimum, you know, decent amount of data for us to help. So we don't care how, how, you know, what kind of data they have, you know, paper maps, you know, or some GIS data. There's a lot of GIS, only 50% GIS data. 
a lot of them are missing. You know, they know exact location what it is, but they don't know what kind of material that is, you know, how deep the pipe is in. So what we do is we, we take the data, whatever the data is, and then we normalize it, meaning we fill in all the data gaps, you know, and we do, we did develop a lot of kind of a micro machine learning algorithm to populate some of the missing information um, using some of the, you know, basic technology like clustering, you know, neighborhood analysis and stuff like that. So we do that. And then once we fill in all the data and then we, we have a lot of, you know, um, in-house open source data that we, we tap into weather data, you know, soil type, groundwater, you know, transportation network and uh, tree canopy, you know, land use, you know, water quality, you know, violations in the rivers and networks. So there's a lot of additional data we, we bring in on top of, you know, the data they have, the data we, you know, fill in plus a lot of open source data and then be able to, you know, predict risk based on that. Great. And on the uh, machine learning side, we talked some about the, uh, the technology here, but um, with artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, for predictive analysis, um, how, how might you be training your machines to, uh, to look for predictive uh, analyses? Yeah. So when we go to the city, you know, they already have know where the problem areas are, you know, like last five years where they have failed pipes, where they have, you know, issues, basement backups and everything. So we gather that information and then be able to back validate, you know, that, and we use that to train the data set. So, you know, so the data comes from the community, you know? Um, so what we're looking for is the problem areas, whether the AI can predict those problem areas, you know, by actually showing the data of the past failures, you know, and then be able to validate that using that same data set. We don't show all the data set, but we kind of uh, take few of the data sets and then we keep it ourselves, and then we train the data set and then we show the data that that's not seen before and then see whether the machine learning algorithm can predict that failures, you know? And then we just continue to, if, if it's not predicting, then maybe we need to add some data set, additional data set, why it's not predicting, we have to do optimize it. That's what any machine learning algorithm, you know, you have to test first, you know, you have to validate and then you have to you know, continue to retrain the model. So it's, it's a journey, right? So you're not gonna be okay, build AI, it's working, right? It's, it's a continuous journey. So um, we wanted to be, you know, continue to feedback, feedback loop, you know, if we can land on 80% accuracy, which is really good for, you know, water infrastructure, and then we can continue to get better, better, and hopefully we reach, you know, two or three standard deviations someday, so. Yeah. Go ahead. Did you have any more, PJ? No, I was just going to ask how many how many employees do you guys uh, have currently? Longer? We have four. Okay. We have four. Yeah. Yeah. One more um, from the the audience here, kind of piggybacks on what you were talking about uh, just then. Uh, but uh, currently, how would you best self define uh, your your business? Um, are you an asset management system? Uh, are you primarily helping with decision support or modeling or all of the above? All of the above, you know, and if you really want to help the small communities, they don't want to go buy like, you know, six or seven different software to do different things. You know, our goal is to um, solve this problem once for all, you know, we're not solving like, okay, we fix this, we fix that, we fix that. We need to have a solution that solve this problem for good. You know, that's kind of my vision. So, um, you want to do water, sewer, and stormwater. Everything is connected anyway. So it's a dynamic system. 
you know, what you use your water, drinking water, you know, when you take a shower, it goes out as a sewer, right? And then when it rains, you know, it penetrates into your sewer as a inflow infiltration. And then also, you know, if you have a combined sewer, it dumps into your river. And then the same river, some communities is taking that water and then treating it and providing that to, you know, one of their community downstream. So everything is connected. Um, we're starting, you know, we're starting, you know, we're just trying to experiment, but our goal is to, we are not there yet, of course, but I think our goal is to solve everything in one, one kind of a uh, solution, so. Hey, Yolango. Hey, um, so uh, if, if, if somebody that, that's tuned in today or watches the recording or whatever, uh, wants to get a hold of you or for a demonstration or a follow-up discussion, what, what's the best way to do that? I'm very active in LinkedIn, you know, okay. so um, they can just, you know, uh, come to LinkedIn, connect the uh, Ilango Tabor, you know, typed in in a search or maybe near.ai and then, you know, follow us there um, and, you know, message me, you know, I'm very, very open to new connections, you know, new, new uh, network, you know, um, um, yeah, very approachable. Okay. There, so. Good. Um, BJ, did we have any, any other questions from the audience? Before I close, uh, if anyone wants to uh, talk about salsa dancing, uh, now is your time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you're talking my language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I, it was obviously a, a pleasure having you with us today. We're, we're really excited that you're a part of the St. Louis community as well as the, the geospatial community. And obviously, if there's anything that we can do to help and and grow and make make connections for you. Um, we're all in on that. And uh, I look forward to um, seeing you in a couple of weeks when you're back in town. Absolutely, thank you so much. All right, all right. Thanks everyone.